Hello, hello everyone. everyone. Oh, okay. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, usually I say hello and just go ahead. You know what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Eggface. I'm an uh, industrial artist, electronic in industrial. I'm from the Netherlands and I use this instrument behind me here to make my music, the uh, modular synthesizer. This is actually the only instrument I ever use. So this is my both my unique thing and it's also my handicap because it's a very difficult instrument to use, but that makes it very interesting for me to, uh, to use it and to make my music this way. My musical background is pretty diverse. Um, I um, actually was into uh, listening to and also making uh, um, extreme metal for quite a long time. And my, um, I'm still listening to that music a lot. And then nowadays I, uh, I'm more into electronic music uh, as far as making it goes. Um, so it's kind of weird because this genre that I make is kind of like um, a very foreign territory to me uh, still. It's kind of unknown territory, but uh, I like exploring new things. And uh, that's why I ended up doing this music. And uh, there you go. I think you can still hear a lot of uh, metal influence uh, in there if you listen closely yeah i mean i i you know the, the the good thing for me is i i choose the people i want to talk to and i only um you know talk with people where i like the music so you're already talking to a fanboy over here um but you know right away a few questions pop up here um so why why do you take the hard road you know first of all um why kind of limiting yourself i mean i i kind of anticipate the answer already because you know it has some certain benefits but i want to hear it from you of course um and why did you choose uh this kind of music if you come from extreme metal i mean it would make more sense to you know take a guitar and and do a, a metal project or you know industrial metal i also you know i'm a big industrial metal fan so um Yeah, maybe answer these two questions first. So um, why do you limit yourself to this instrument? But also, okay, with the instrument, we're going to talk about more later because it's the instrument is, a, you know, it's not a normal instrument. Um, <laughs> and, and why do you, okay, let's start with this question and then the next one. <laughs> so, yeah. How why do I limit myself to, yeah. to this instrument only? Um, I think the answer lies in the limitation itself, because the limitation is something that forces your creativity to, to come out. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's, it's kind of a paradox, because in a way, the instrument is not a limitation at all, because you can do so many things. There are like literally millions of combinations with which I could patch up this instrument, like connecting the wires and so on and configuring it. So in a way, it's unlimited possibility but the fact that i'm using only that instrument is at least a limiting factor mm -hmm. and there are some things that the instrument is not so good at and you have to kind of work around those things as an artist and that i find also very interesting yep this is this is really <laughs> what i kind of anticipated because um because you know i'm completely with you sometimes it's more is uh, no less is more <laughs> i would have said it exactly um but you know that you you get more creative if you don't have all the things you know if you have only three colors to paint then you kind of uh 
use them wisely or, you know, kind of use them in different ways you wouldn't have anticipated if you, you know, can choose everything. So I'm, I'm completely on board here. I, I get what your um, the limitation factor is actually something that frees you up or forces you to do things differently and then explore new sounds you find maybe or most likely accidentally because you don't have the things you have. But, um, okay, let's stay with your instrument because, I, I mean, you say it's only one instrument, but from... I don't know much, you know. I'm I'm not so much into modular uh, synths, but I have, you know, I have a, a I have a, um, I have some synths here, so I, I'm a little bit familiar with it. I think there's more than one in there, <laughs> or or at lot yeah, in a way a you, lot of, you are a lot right. Of, uh, yeah, so please please explain yourself because it's kind of I'm not saying you're you're cheating, you know, but it's not you're saying the instrument, but it's kind of a multitude of instruments. Yeah, in a way, you're absolutely right. It's it's more like an orchestra, actually, or you can configure it to behave like an orchestra. So there are mm -hmm. many voices uh, sounding at the same time, making a whole track with just one instrument. Maybe it's good for the listeners uh, if I explain a little bit about what a modular synthesizer is, because mm -hmm. otherwise they might think, like, what the hell are they talking about all this time? <laughs> And it's kind of hard to... Uh, to explain uh, very clearly, I guess. But um, a modular synthesizer is like um, a sound generating device consisting of uh, different modules. You can see behind me, mm -hmm. there are different sections in the closet with different colors and different uh, knobs on it. So they're all like different sound or sound manipulation devices that are connected together using cables. And without those cables, you hear no sound. So you have to connect the signal from one end to the other in order to make a sound and hear a sound. And of course you can, like I said, make an orchestra out of it, create several sounds and put them all into a mixer and create a whole track. And uh, yes, it's this um, um, kind of way of working that creates, like you said already a little bit earlier, like the possibility of happy accidents occurring mm -hmm. Like it's so complicated to use this thing that even though I'm sort of master it, you you never get to fully master it, and there are always going to be surprises lurking after every corner, I, and I, I that's where guess, the, that's yeah. where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, here with with this, um, you know, I don't know your setup for yeah. I mean, you, you know, we, we're not going going too much into detail, but. Um, From my limited knowledge, you know, even if, you know, a slight, I don't know, you, you, the one filter is a little bit open and the next one is a little bit closed and, and already, you know, something along down the chain of um, events that happen, it has a big impact. So, yeah, this is, so maybe let's stay on topic. And so how do you, because With my limited knowledge, I know, of course, MIDI and there is also uh, this other, this current thing, you know, the, the old, the, the one before MIDI, um, where we had uh, a current uh, things where we talked with each other, the, the, um, um, the um, oh, how do you control call voltage, control voltage. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was like CV something, but it's not a, a curriculum. Exactly. Meter, it's yeah. a, a control voltage. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, um how do you 
and and this might be a little bit uh, I need to phrase it. How do do you really create the the music live you're doing, or do you have like a MIDI pattern you you let run, and then just you know uh, twitch tweak the knobs and stuff that, that you know things happen and i heard in one of your uh, recordings in, in one video i watched um the, you also had a, a a voice sample and um so this cannot come from this machine needs to come from somewhere outside and we also tweaked the vo voice sample you know where you so um you know i don't i don't in a way, yes, <laughs> I wanted to say I don't want to uh, uh, entmystify you, but on the other hand, yes, mm -hmm. I want to entmystify you a little bit. I want to <laughs> know how you do it because um, I understand modular and I understand that there is no, um, you know, no PC or, uh, you know, no um, normal laptop you just put in there and, you know, uh, hit play. Um, you, here's also a manual thing at work and, and you have to really tweak not this is the real cool thing you know i think it's very old-fashioned and the cool stuff um but with a with a voice i heard and you modulate it how, how did you do that because you need to have a sampler in there or what how, how did this work exactly uh there's also modules that are samplers ah, okay. so i'm simply using a module within the machine that is a sampler okay. in which you can load samples and then play them back in a creative way. So that means that the sound is inside the machine and you can uh, process it through effects. For example, you can make the, uh, the sample stutter or you mm -hmm. can put it through a filter or a distortion or all kinds mm -hmm. of combinations like that. Okay, okay. I did, I did to answer that. your question before that, I don't really use MIDI, mm -hmm. although there's some MIDI signals happening inside the device from one module to another one. Mm -hmm. But that's not the normal way that the modular works. It works with control voltages, like you so said. Really old. So it's all, all the cables mm -hmm. have voltages going through them. And um, an, an audio <laughs> signal, crazy. like a sample being played, is also a voltage. Mm -hmm. Only it's a very fast voltage that moves so quickly that we hear it as sound. Mm -hmm. Slower voltages are signals that can modulate things, that can alter Mm -hmm. other it's, sounds it's different waveforms and stuff uh you know exactly and uh, uh i forgot all the yeah, i mean you you, you know, i don't have to tell you what kind of wave <laughs> wave things there are so um yeah this is this is we so i still you know i i get you know we already got that, that you kind of limit yourself in in this way but I mean, this one, this this device you built, you know, this instrument, you call it, that's a multitude of, of little um, segments of, uh, of different things. Uh, this didn't came overnight. How did this happen? I mean, this is uh, something um, what is very deliberate. And uh, you, I see you have not any any spare part in there you know everything is full and i also saw Döpfer. you know Döpfer is a is a is a german um company as i think you know i even had i had yeah, a, the Döpfer dark dark uh dark time i think um mm -hmm. and this is my one of my later questions how you how you start the chain you know um but anyway let's stay on this topic um this to build from my estimation would have taken at least a few months maybe longer uh, more like a year or so um, how did this come to pass and and 
how did the fascination with the, with the analog stuff happen? Because, you know, with today in the age we are living in, um, with virtual things, you can do everything. And, and some would yeah. argue much easier and you don't have to, you know, the cables. And I, I get your point absolutely that it's more fun with the haptic stuff and you really do things. And, and also for the, for the people who see you perform, it's so much cooler if, if there's really someone who, you know, who moves things and, and does things. And it's not a, a, a re pre-recorded thing that just runs. And um, that's why I ask for the MIDI, you know, that you just let a pattern run and then, you know, just kind of can go home or go to the bar and, and have a drink or mm -hmm. something. Um, but anyway, my, my, my question is, um, how did this really because you know it usually starts with one part and then you take the next one so the, I see a time frame here you know where where how long did it take you to build this thing and what was the real initial thing you know um, the, 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 the spark to to really build such a thing yeah it all started for me about eight years ago so it's certainly not a matter of a year but much longer than that for mm -hmm. something like this to come together This is actually not all of it you're seeing. <laughs> There's another case that I can stack on top, but it uh, has to go into repair. You're now, such so a show off. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to be. Didn't mean to be. No, it's fine. But yeah, I started. I started really small with just a very small one row uh, of modules mm -hmm. that I just used uh, initially to uh, to add to my software synthesizers. Mm -hmm. to add a little bit of an analog touch uh, to my studio, basically, be mm -hmm. able to create some sounds in that very tactile and analog sounding way. And then I built that, that system expanded slightly just for me to get more possibilities with making sounds. Uh, but only after I saw uh, some friends of mine uh, perform live with only a modular synthesizer did I get really inspired to uh, Uh, tailor my system really for that purpose so that means getting more sequencers to run like patterns and being able okay, to okay. make yeah, this, this song like is, structures my next next questions how, how you start that okay I got it. yeah so you do a lot of tweaking by hand but you there's mm -hmm. not, not everything i have to do by hand there are some patterns running mm -hmm. that i then manipulate by hand further because mm -hmm. I only have two hands. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I get it. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I listen to your music and, I mean, this is why we're talking. And, you know, it's it's also quite um, well done. And, and this, for me, was it was clear that there is like a, a drum machine in there or like, like a module you use for drums and there will be a drum pattern you let run. Um, and this is uh, independent of the other things. And when you have a, a melody or a bass or something, you know, that you, that you put in. So this, this, you, 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 I think you said it right at the beginning. This is kind of an orchestra. It can be an orchestra. You just have to tell it what it needs to do. So you use how many sequences do you use? Uh, the sequencer, maybe for the people out there who don't know, is um, just... Um, it, it just plays a pattern. And it's, it's, a, it's an... It's kind of, it's a nothing <laughs> until it hits something that makes a sound, basically. Um, and it's just a, an impulse, you know, like your control voltage is just an, uh, an impulse that does something. And if it hits on, some, on something receiving it, that 
makes a specific sound. So um, how many of these are you using? Uh, it's kind of hard to answer because in modular synthesizers, uh, nothing is truly only for one purpose. So you could have a module that could act like a uh, simple sequencer, but it could also do other things. Okay. So it's hard to say like, oh, that module is a sequencer and that module, module is not a sequencer. But I use one main uh, module that is a very uh, smart and advanced sequencer that does mm -hmm. most of the of the magic. And then there are some other modules that uh, do a little bit of flavor here and there. For example, there's also a sequencer that uh, acts on uh, randomness. Mm -hmm. So it's like I it's like I, I turn a knob and it's like throwing a dice, and it comes uh, up yeah, with I a saw, repeatable pattern. Mm -hmm. A pattern that repeats, but the exact nature of the pattern is um, subject to chance. And then you get really unexpected results mm -hmm. that can be nice or not so. So if it's not nice, I throw the dice again. Mm -hmm. And if it's nice, I keep it like that and I jam with it for a little while longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, this is this is really what I what I think. But that's the most fun of this, this machine is... Um, I mean, you can you can spend hours on it and and not get bored because there's so many possibilities here. Um, e even you know, and this sounds ridiculous because even if you limit yourself, you have so much possibilities and you can do things and and you know the sound. Um, um, uh, in, in Deutsch sagt man die Soundfarbe. Uh, you know how the sound is. Uh, um, um, The, the color, timbre, the, the coloration of a, of a sound, yeah, the, te the timbre, yeah. Uh, or, you know, this is, um, for me, this would be a lot of fun to play with your toy because it's kind of like, it's endless possibilities. And what does this knob do? And what does this knob do? And, da, da, da. <laughs> and, and I think this is also, I mean, what you obviously like and also what kind of sets you apart. Uh, I saw your live um, uh, things because... Um, Like, you know, I talk with a lot of people and I like a lot of different music, but sometimes it's really just that we have um, a backing track and we may click and then, you know, we sing or perform or whatever. And I like it, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, whatever floats your boat and however you want to do it. Um, um, music is, you know, free for everyone. And if you want to do it this way, it's this way. But but I really admire your way, I have to say honestly, because it's 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 the hardest way I can imagine. Mm. I had only one guy who, who was even even more crazy than you because um, he had, uh, anyway, he, he, anyway, he kind of the same crazy. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I'm curious so, now. I, I can send you, you know, one, once we are done talking, I sent you the link. He made a video uh, where he goes through his house and whenever he went to a new room, something else started and he triggered it. And then a new sequence things gets in. And then, you know, he had to time his movements absolutely to to because he, he filmed this video in one shot. And it was oh, wow. crazy. Um, yeah, that sounds it's, cool. It's it's really I mean, he 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 knows his stuff. He's uh, in an. I want to say Toronto, but somewhere in, in Canada. I sent you the link. Uh, he's a really cool guy um, and a very good musician and, and crazy in a, in a good way. Um, <laughs> anyway, you remind me of, of that because when you, when, you do, when you do live performances, um, 
So do you have uh, do you have tracks you try to replicate? Because for me, this would be a really tough feat because it's always different, you know. And if you if you move this big rack, there will be one knob uh, out of uh, the configuration and stuff, you know, and it will never be exactly the same. And also the sound system is a little bit different, you know. So um, when you do a live show, Do you try to say, okay, the next song is mm -hmm, and and you try to get to the, or, or, you, or you're just jamming? <laughs> that's, that's my question. A little bit in between, I guess, because I do have some patterns, um, musical patterns that are recognizable from my tracks that are stored inside my sequencer. So this, this really advanced sequencer I was talking about. So I can actually uh, recall some of the, musical patterns from earlier tracks and performances that I did, mm -hmm. but because everything is patched a little bit differently and the knobs are all set a little bit differently, it's always going to sound different. And mm -hmm. I also, the fact that I have the pattern store doesn't mean that the song is going to sound the same because they're just loose patterns. I actually have to tie the patterns together to make a performance. So I could, Uh, perform those patterns and make a five-minute song out of it live, or I could jam with it for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's never the same, really. It's uh, it's both jamming and a little bit of um, of playing back earlier uh, saved things, mm -hmm. but only the the patterns, only the voltage is saved. It's not like any mm -hmm. yeah, recorded. Yeah, exactly. uh, that's, that's, that's the funny part, you know, for the people out there. Um, this is what I meant maybe I described it really bad, but, but there is just this impulse. But the impulse, whatever it hits, it will sound the way it will sound in this moment, in this configuration. And if you configure it uh, differently, it will sound differently. And if you hit something else, even the same impulse will sound differently. So it's it's really, it's uh, kind of magic, but it's, it's really cool magic. Um, <laughs> so... Um, You said you, you started eight years ago with, with this whole journey uh, for, for the more analog things or your music making uh, in, in, this, in this kind of regard. So yes. um, you, you had already some, some live shows. So how do you usually approach a live show? Uh, you already said that it's kind of in the middle. It's kind of a little bit of jamming and kind of a little bit of that. Um, so... Uh, I'm I'm not really sure. Do people dance or do they just stand and admire what you're doing? Or uh, what's your audience like? Uh, uh, also a bit in between, I think. I, <laughs> okay. I do like people to dance and they do. Mm -hmm. At least mm -hmm. they did before COVID hit because mm -hmm. yeah, since okay. COVID I've just done like mostly uh, live stream shows where there were no mm -hmm. or very few people uh, around to even dance. But yeah, people both dance and also they're fascinated by this machine, you know, so they also stare and mm -hmm. <laughs> ask me afterwards, like, how does it work and everything. So it's yeah. it's cool. It's the best of both ways. Mm -hmm. The best yeah, of can, both I worlds. Can, I can I yeah. can imagine that's with, with your, you know, even it's it's very impressive just, you know, the one case you have there. And even if you if you have two cases, then it's even more. But it's it's crazy. Um so Your music, uh, you already said it's it's kind of uh, industrial, and um, 
in in a way you're absolutely right, but I'm kind of um, in my head is still stuck industrial. For me, I always think of industrial metal. So there needs to be also a guitar in it, and you know, for me, it's 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 the perfect marriage between um, um, electronic sounds, harsh electronic sounds. And you know, stomping rhythms and stuff, and then uh, and guitars with it, and so so. But mm -hmm. yeah, you're with a more more not so my own definition. You're right. You're more industrial, but still, I would put you more into electro uh, electronic music. For me, this is kind of more electronica because um, it's not that harsh. I, I I mean, and I don't mean it to 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 say you know something bad about you i like your music don't don't get me wrong but it's um if you would for me more industrial would be if you had like uh, a sequencer who, who makes really harsh uh, you know white noise whatever you know um uh, quitty signals and and your your music is more smooth you know more 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 danceable more more easy easier to digest let's put it this way mm -hmm. it's not the the harsh industrial um yeah what what you yeah, mean like the stuff on the hands label that sort of uh, really yeah. like noisy yeah stuff. more, more this, this this noisy thing where, where you really hear okay now we make some pink noise in it and, it, and oh, it's really you know um but, but uh, you, you know yours is more structured more um uh you know because i really hate the label experimental but sometimes this stuff gets really experimental especially you know and i get it you know it's a lot of fun to experiment around with your machines but you keep it more condensed you know yours is more um the song structure is more there because um maybe that's a question for you how do you how do you achieve that because i Personally, if I would stand in front of this machine, I would play around it for hours and would have a lot of fun, but would have not a, a concise, let's say, five-minute song because it would be like, oh, you know, I would <laughs> just play around with things and, and it would be, oh, yeah, this is, you know, I would kind of enjoy myself. Um, so how do you, how maybe that's the question now for you, how do you decide what of your i presume jams you're doing you you cutting down to a three minute or five minute song and and give it a name because you know and i don't mean it disrespectful your music mm -hmm. is mostly jams you know it's kind of uh you're, you're starting to jam and see where things go or if i'm wrong please correct me um or do you go into really making music like uh okay this is the bass drum and this is now the bass and now comes you know that you that you stuck things on it and then you say okay this is the song so how do you create how yeah i mean just talk yeah <laughs> i'm just uh, i'm just guessing yeah. here and then you, you, i'm i'm having you to answer so it's really stupid yeah i think the last thing you said is the most accurate uh, i do layer things like with instrument upon instrument to see like, okay, how can I make a kick for this uh, track and create, I create a pattern and see see what works. And I create a bass sound and see what works. And then I sort of layer it up and then I get a basic um, sound palette, mm -hmm. so to say. So basically 
achieved um, the ingredients of, of a track. But then I start to really work that sequencer to create the, the different sections of, of the track and to make it really a song that transitions from one section into the next. Mm -hmm. For this, I have a few tricks. One of them is this really advanced sequencer I use, and the other is this uh, um, touch-sensitive um, buttons uh, mm -hmm. that I use on a module that you may have seen me use on the, uh, one of the, the video, recordings. I was, I was wondering what is is because it didn't look like uh, you know. Some sometimes you have um, a, key, a keyboard who has you know certain ways of do, but it was yeah okay please explain sorry but i saw it's it, yeah. basically what you can do with the I have four different uh, places i can touch and with each place i touch uh, three voltages can change at once okay and that's the big trick because the most difficult thing with modular and making structured songs is making things change at the same time mm -hmm. because you have only have two hands so you can open a filter you can maybe program a sequencer differently with the other hand, but it's that's all going to sound like one big jam with only little things changing. But the mm -hmm. trick into making songs is to make some stuff change all at once. But the melody changes, the arrangement changes, get it like a breakdown where all the drums go silent, for example. And this I achieve with that module because I'm able to change three things at the same time with one press of the finger. And then I have one other hand left to mute or enable other things in my orchestra mm -hmm. and with that i can make the changes the sudden changes necessary to create like really different scenes within a, a track and to make it sound like a song okay so do you have some of uh, of uh, segments of your of your instrument a couple of times you know uh, at this, because when you do this with a change then um, you know it, it means it changed to a different segment of a of a instrument, and if you but if you want to keep the the inner instrument, um, you need to have it twice or, or even three times where you know that you can you, you get my my point you uh, the, not the, really the, the sequence okay you're having a sequence and you're um, You're playing it, and then you hit this button, and you switch to another um, segment of your instrument, right? This is what happens. Or do you just mm. ah no? You no, change I change the, the parameters of the ah, same sequence. Sorry, I got it wrong. I got it yeah. wrong. I was like, you you're sending it somewhere else. No, you you send something else to the same to the yeah. same. Uh, okay, sorry. Other I was wrong. voltages I was that change the okay. the sound of that of that. Okay. voice okay. within okay. the instrument mm -hmm. although what you said first is also possible it's also possible to switch mm -hmm. i also also have a module for that that has is made by dupfer you mentioned mm -hmm. the, the guy already and it's got eight different switches that can also be mastered and slaved to each other mm -hmm. so with one press or with, of a button or one control voltage you can actually switch Mm -hmm. eight signals you, you reverse uh, from yeah. different directions and that mm -hmm. also creates those same uh mm. yeah uh, i don't, I don't yeah. have my, my my transitions i had a little um 
uh, what is it, a, a black black light or something? Um, you know, a little a sequencer where in where you could also do all this. You could switch around. You could switch the direction and stuff. Um, it's a it's a really nice toy. You know, somebody asked me why do you need that? You can you can just you know use your computer and and. Uh, um, uh, make a MIDI pattern, but it's so much more fun if you have some haptic things to to turn knobs to. And exactly, man. This is this is so much fun and yeah, so I mean, much more fun. Now now talking to you, I realize I should I should get it. I, I have it in the rehearsal space and I need to play around with it because it's just fun to let it run. It's a 30, 32 step um, sequencer and and uh, it's it's so it's it's cool. It's just fun. Um, <laughs> Okay, so um, now we established how you how you do music, and but um, so so you 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 practice then a lot, and then you have like oh yeah, this sounds good, and this shift is cool, and this you know these patterns go well to each other. So kind of this in a normal world, it would be like A B A B, and then a C or um, and and. Um, a bridge to something else and then you kind of uh, put this together and record it on on some software i guess uh you know on your door and and then yeah. you you call it okay this is song <laughs> something like that yeah but really uh, the song after booster that you've played on your show is really kind of put the it, first I put it in my in my playlist again because i, I just you know in preparation <laughs> of a song i uh of his of a talk i listened to it and it, it's so cool and, and also the sound is so heavy you know i like the bam it, it's really uh i like the bass drum sorry i, I interrupted you but it's a really cool song i i, I recommend everyone thank to you. listen to it thank you but that's really the, one of the first songs that i recorded this way mm -hmm. uh, into my door and a lot of the other stuff i didn't really get to record properly yet mm -hmm. so uh yeah i i sort of missed giving an answer to one of the questions you asked earlier is how do i prepare for a, a set for mm -hmm. a live set and really what i start to do is write try to compose a new piece for that set mm -hmm. so i would start jamming and exploring sounds and starting to layer something together and this takes me you know sometimes weeks in the mm -hmm. evenings of my free time to to come up with something that I'm that I think is going somewhere and when I'm ready I start to program all the patterns that really make a, a song out of it and then when I have my live show I can jam with these patterns and create not a song but create a 15 or 20 minute section and then I, what I also try to do is uh, recall some of my earlier patterns that I mm -hmm. used before and put them into the set as well. So people are going to hear some of the things they've never heard before mm -hmm. and some things that they might remember from last time or from a single or something got, like that. You got your marketing down here. <laughs> Give him something <laughs> well, familiar. Not, and <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that's the, the marketing thing, but <laughs> that's really not my intention uh, there. Mm -hmm. It's also my own convenience. And mm -hmm. it's it's basically born out of a practical uh, desire to keep things manageable for me. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't do that, then now it means I have to compose um, like an hour's worth of music for every live set I do, mm -hmm. and that's just no, no, not no. possible. This was just just a joke. Um, <laughs> okay. And and uh, uh, also, uh, what do we, in 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 a way, uh, 
you would be more than a DJ then, you know, who kind of uh, does things on the spot. And and you are kind of a mix of it. Uh, um, yeah, you're yeah, you're more a normal uh, performing artist with some DJing, maybe like 20 percent. You know what, what I mean is kind of doing things on the spot then. And uh, yeah. I guess you know once you see that what works well. You kind of oh next time I'm going to do this better and and you know uh, and and incorporate this so you are this, it's actually good for the people who hear you um, that they know you they never get the same show twice because remember what I told you in the beginning um, some artists out there I'm going to not name names they just have a backing track and they just do dick and you know and in worst case scenario you hear the same thing the same. Um, cadence, the same uh, um, um, nah, um, uh, set list again and again, you know. So, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's okay and I don't want to put them down. It's it's still a show, but it's a different way of show, you know. Um, so it's kind of almost a, a half playback at least. Um, and and this, is, this is not what you're doing. Um, I wanted to, to uh, you said You know, you're, you're jamming and until you see that you're going somewhere. Um, for now, I only hear about you. And uh, what I'm going to ask you is, do you have somebody else you kind of show your music to before you before you put it live out? Or you really kind of like trusting yourself well enough that it's okay, I like it, so other people will like it too? Or do you have some friends or, you know, people you confide in that you can you just listen to it? Do you think you like it or is it good for, for this show? Or, you know, how do you how do you know when a song is done or good enough to to release or to to play live? Well, to play live, I don't think I ever let it played it to other people before I actually performed. So I oh, just okay. relied on my own judgment. And uh, yeah, you never know if the judgment is correct, of course, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I'm just gonna go with it. But for releasing the single, um, yes, I did play it to uh, a friend and a fellow musician before I released it to get mm -hmm. some of his input, to get some of his uh, um, tips for mm -hmm. making it even better. And when I did that for After Booster, I actually realized that for the next song, I should play it to him a bit earlier in the process because <laughs> I already had the mix all done mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. had some really good comments about the mix itself that I couldn't change anymore. Mm -hmm. So uh, next time I want to involve him a little bit earlier to get his yeah. input uh, there. And this I really is, trust is, his judgment. Yep, This is a typical problem I, I hear often, you know, with um, solo musicians because it's, it's your own you're in your own bubble you know and that's absolutely fine and if you trust yourself that's that's perfect and you know i don't want to say you shouldn't but also sometimes you get a little bit blind you know you kind of you can you cannot see you cannot hear this track with open ears anymore because you're working on it for i don't know for two months or something and then it's good to have somebody from the outside just you know because you miss the stupidest little things sometimes which you don't think about anymore because for you it was always this way and you're kind of um you're not objective anymore that's uh, that's the problem you know i i see very often and i guess that's the trap you fell into as well you know 
But it's uh, the good thing is what I can say, you know, you can always you learned this now and next time you will be better. And, you know, you will uh, involve your friend earlier and, and stuff. And this is absolutely normal. And this is uh, for me the cool thing on music. There is no right or wrong. There is just, you know, you will in three years you will listen to to after booster and then it's kind of like oh man yeah i can hear this problem and this problem and look where i'm <laughs> now but this is still a stepping stone you know this is still somewhere what got you there and now Absolutely. we are talking who knows what will happen you know i'm i'm a very small one but i'm going to play you in my radio show i put you in my playlist and you know i'm going to promote you in my way and You never know. And this would have not happened if you would have not pr uh, put it out, you know. Exactly. And if your next yeah. stuff is is better, even better, you know. I mean, great. <laughs> so maybe this is this is a good question now. Um, what is kind of, do, or do you have any end goal here? Do you want a, a, a label contract or do you want to go on tour with your, um, do you have a name for you, for your instrument, for your machine? Modular synthesizer, <laughs> or did you mean that I give it a name like uh, Catherine? No, or this is like that. Yeah. <laughs> This is exactly what I what, what what it what it is. Yeah, no, yeah, like uh, like, do you have a name? You know, the 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 behemoth, the the moloch, the I don't know. Oh, um, something like that. No. Something. <laughs> no, just just the modular. <laughs> it's perfect. That's it's good. I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't go out to dinner with it uh, yet. It's not. You're not like married to it you're not married <laughs> <No>. to it. <laughs> even if you spend a lot of time with it and i, I guess sure. sometimes you dream you dream of it um <laughs> sorry um, um <laughs> sorry um yeah no but what what's the question uh the question still stands so what's what's your goals uh here um where you where you want to go with your music you want to you know play in in some festivals or um what's your personal goals here Uh, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, I'm not the youngest guy anymore and I've also already been uh, active in the music scene for for a while. So the wild dreams that I had early of the, you know, going on tour and making it big are sort of subsided a little bit. So I'm a bit more realistic and I'm taking it one step at a time. But I think with Eggface, uh, I really enjoy playing live. That's obviously... Um, one of the biggest things that it's all about for mm -hmm. when you're improvising like, like this. So yeah, I would love to play to uh, bigger crowds with this and uh, also play more on the, some of the bigger, um, either the bigger electronic music festivals or also mm -hmm. on some of the big bigger festivals or events that um, have to do with modular synthesis. There's also like a big, festival in Berlin called Superbooth, which is like a trade show okay. for synthesizers, but it also has like a big um, exhibition and a big um, uh, concert program at night. Mm -hmm. And it's, it would be a great honor to, to play there, for example. Dupfer so that's, can, that would, can sponsor that would be you. <laughs> yeah, Dupfer I mean, can, can, can the guy, you. The guy mm -hmm. who makes Dupfer, Dieter mm -hmm. Dupfer, will mm -hmm. be there. He's, mm -hmm. he's there. You can speak to him there and he will be in the audience. So... You know that would be a, a big that would honor. Be great, yeah. He is. I mean, I I don't know him, but I know, of course, of him, and I really like, kind of, he, 
I like his attitude, you know, whatever he, he thinks of what he can do, he does. You know, uh, I had a few instruments or a, a few things he built, you know, like the, there is this uh, thing where you can do, um, this is just a long line and you can just, you can put your finger on and, and make sounds uh, uh, go up and down and stuff. It's, oh, yeah. He has some really crazy, yeah, crazy stuff and I, I love it. It's just kind of, and it's all handmade and and you know it's uh, it's small he's he's not in it for the money he's in it for the fun and this is really what i like um you know he's a very um he's just creative in his own way and that's that's really cool anyway let's let's stay with you i have one stupid question <laughs> and i'm only not sure. one Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. It's, you you can judge, or the the the, the audience can judge. Um, and this is uh, your name. Um, what or what inspired you to use this name? Because it's very unusual. You think so? I I think so because like um, for me it's kind of I I don't know. This is. Um, in a way it fits into the industrial kind of thing but then it's more like this um the name for me inspires more like this dark industrial where you have a the um distorted distor uh, sorry, distorted vocals and you know and all mm -hmm. this stuff then egg face would kind of yeah okay this is egg face yeah you know all this stuff but um with you i you know I get it. You know, it's a name, and you can fill the name with the meaning, uh, and you will, and that's fine. But it's kind of not the first thing I got in mind, so that's why I, I still have a little bit. I'm a little bit foreign with this with this name. I don't, you know, it doesn't jive with me with the music you do. Okay, that's interesting to hear, actually. And the answer is kind of twofold. Uh, At one for for one thing, it's it's just a name that I thought sounded cool. Mm -hmm. Egg face, it just sounded nice to me. It's just something that I that occurred to me like years ago, out of the blue, mm -hmm. and I just keep a list of 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 uh, band names on my computer. I have a list mm -hmm. of like 25 band names or so. <laughs> I just collect them, and mm -hmm. uh, when I start a new project, I pick a name from that list that I think sounds the most appropriate. Uh, so that's one part of the answer. And the other part of is that actually set out to make music that was a bit um, harder and noisier than oh, the music okay. that I make now. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it's sounding like it's sounding now is partly because the, the instrument has sort of forced me in that direction. Okay. Because you know it's because it's so complex, and the way uh, you work determines the outcome very much. It also has kind of a, almost like a will of its own. So I mean, I go into this process with a certain desire, a certain mm -hmm. sense of direction. Like I want to make like something really harsh mm -hmm. today, <laughs> and then I get to work, and then what comes out is something that might be less harsh mm -hmm. or more melodic because I just run across that stuff when I, when I work mm -hmm. and no doubt that, I mean, it's clear that that melody is also inside me as a musician and it's coming out mm -hmm. as well because of who I am, but it's also 
because I don't fully control the instrument, it also produces unexpected results and also an unexpected style sometimes that I didn't fully choose when I started no, I, working. I, I completely <laughs> understand you. And, and honestly, to I mean, this is this is the the best music you can make because um, what I mean is you let the the song and in this instance also the machine you let the the instrument determine where it wants to go. You have a spark, you have an idea, but um, you don't force it. No, I want you know I want it now, really harsh and and you always can do that. You know, I mean. But you would not be happy because this is not where the song itself ventures to, where it wants to go. And uh, yeah. for me, this is, you know, I guess in, in this instance, I can say that this shows that you are a, a more, uh, how you say, um, you're a little bit older and, and you, you just let it happen. You know, you don't force it the other way. And, um, you know, I talk with other musicians and sometimes you hear that oh this is not true death metal and this is not true that and this is you know who the fuck cares what it's true just make the the one what is inside of you like you just said you know uh, the melody is still you you didn't you, you went into the process and wanted to do oh yeah now let's do this dancing stomper i want to do this and then it becomes a and and if you if you let it happen it it it's so much greater than yourself because when you know there, there comes this i always think of music there's also some some meta uh, uh things you know the, the the things between the notes something that you don't hear you know there is this yeah. space and if you let this happen then then you 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 open up this possibility for this space because you don't force things like okay i want this beat i want that and I'm pretty sure, you know, you're an accomplished musician. You can, if I tell you, make me this beat, you make me this beat. I want a harsh beat, you make me one. But if you want to be inspired, and that's the, the difference, then yeah, exactly. you, let it, you let it happen. And, and you get in with one idea and you come out with a completely different one. What still resembles a little bit the idea, but it's so much bigger because you let the, the music and... I don't know if you can say this in English. Uh, the muse happen, you know. The muse is kissing you, like we say yeah, in German. Yeah, I think you can say that in um, English. And and this is uh, where you know this is for me the best music because it's inspired music. It's, um, you know, as you know, I'm I'm a radio DJ, so I'm I'm listening to a lot of music, and I I slowly you know I, I'm 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 getting no not slowly I'm I'm quickly kind of determine okay if it's really inspired or not and and i have to admit your music because the first thing i'm gonna see uh when i see new music is the name and i was like okay mm, okay yeah let's give it a try and and then the the, the um you know the name the, na the name of a song and then the the artwork oh we can talk about the artwork as well um and and i was like Honestly, I was not expecting much. I was like, okay, this will be noisy. This will be, uh, you know, experimental and really, oh, and and uh, uh, after booster, yeah, yeah, let's give it some some speed. And and I was very, very pleasantly surprised by what I heard. And um, so this kind of just um, underlines what you just said because you did the music happen, 
you 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 didn't um, force it in something what it isn't. Um, anyway, so uh, we we are approaching the one hour mark, so uh, I don't want to keep you for too long, and it's getting very hot in my in my studio as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, who who's doing your artwork? I do. You do. Okay, good. Yeah, in <laughs> fact, or well. <laughs> I should say not not only me, but also uh, also the modular synthesizer is helping me there. Really? Because uh, yeah, a modular. There's also uh, modular video synthesis. Mm -hmm. I got into this um, about a year and a half ago, but there actually exist modules that produce analog video signals. And they can also be driven with modules that make music. So actually the top part you see here of this instrument behind me is consisting of uh, video mm -hmm. modules. And with those video modules, I can create artwork using analog voltage. So that's how I created the, the artwork of Afterbooster. I see. I, I just, you know, for the, for the audience uh, on the YouTube stream, we can see it. I just pulled up your um, uh, your Spotify account. You have a very nice um, uh, logo uh, writing, you know, H-Face. I really like that. This looks really cool. Um, Thanks. And then, yeah, the after booster. Yeah, now that you explain it, I, I yeah, I can. This is like, like one of these... Um, kind of what you can put in in videos you know when when you to the beat when it's like boom 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 kind of uh this okay now now i get it so um that's actually you save a lot of money and and it, it's kind of from the song right so it's uh in, in a way cool yeah you, you're showing your your musician <laughs> yeah well i mean in this case uh The, the, this particular artwork was not, it's not moving, right? So it's not moving with the beat of the song, but it's, it's created using analog voltage on the instrument all the same. So you don't have to make it move. You can actually make a still picture mm -hmm. just by how you dial the, the modules and how you um, patch it up, basically the same as, as though you're making a sound. You can why make an image. Why don't you use this for your live show as well? Because this would be, you know, if you have the modules um, and you put in a, a big, big screen and, um, you know, and then things happen or, or you know, in, even background, uh, you know, this would this would look really cool. Yeah, I've already did that once. Oh, in a live show. I didn't see that. Okay. But it's uh, since, since I only started doing uh, modular video synthesis for a year and a half uh, okay. ago. It took me a while to get it all um, figured out to do uh, audio with video at the same time. Because mm -hmm. like I said, I only have two hands. So if I'm <laughs> performing the audio, then I have to make the video uh, behave ex completely automatic. Mm -hmm. And I, you can do that because you have cables with control voltage that do things automatically, that create movements automatically. You can make the movements go in sync with the music or respond to sounds within the music. So that's something I, uh, I, I succeeded in doing uh, on, on one show. Mm -hmm. I was actually getting ready to uh, also do it on another show, but now that show was had to be postponed because mm. a crew member had COVID. So oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know when it will happen now. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm already uh, on that path of creating uh, cool. modular synthesizer video. <laughs> 
together with my modular synthesizer music live. Oh, cool. cool, yeah. I mean, but there's not a not a video out there, or did I miss it? Because I I think I haven't seen it. Uh, I saw. Uh, no, it's it's hmm. it's not on my channel. But okay. if you look on, if you search on the Overkill Festival, mm -hmm. there should be a long live stream that they did in. Maybe it was summer of last year, something like that. Mm -hmm. Or no, maybe it was December last year. Yeah, I think it was last December. The Overkill, they did a, like a two-hour something live stream with different um, um, artists. And I was one of them. And over there, I was doing a modular video at the same time. And they were filming it as well. So uh, okay, I'm going to check there it out. you can check it out if you're curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. But, and but it's, also it's a really great uh, show to watch anyway, because the other artists are also great. Okay. They're the more underground artists from my area mm -hmm. and beyond, actually. So it's, it's a really great uh, art festival that's happening uh, every year in my hometown. Mm. So this, this also means you could make some, some videos. I mean, you know, just specific YouTube videos like for, for After Booster with this uh, thing, you know, uh, with this software. Uh, no, not, it's not software. It's uh, with this hardware kind of uh, yeah, and just record it. Okay. True. Yeah, and that's mm. something I'm planning to do now as my next uh, move, mm -hmm. because I have this um, performance ready for this concert that didn't happen together with the video. So now I'm transforming that performance into a song of like four, six, four to six minutes, something like that, mm -hmm. and uh, also record that like I did with After Booster, and also record the video along with it, coming from the modular video synthesizer. And cool. create a YouTube um, visual uh, together with the song in that way. Exactly. So you're think yeah. you're think you're already thinking uh, yeah. the way I was thinking. <laughs> no, 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 perfect, perfect. Because yeah, you need, like I said to you in the beginning, I couldn't find much about you. This is, and and I sometimes it's a really cool thing because it makes it more ominous and something, you know. But but sometimes it's a little bit tough to to connect with people. Um, if they're hard to reach or if they're, you know, if there's nothing out there, we cannot, like I told you, if you wouldn't have put it out after Booster, I would have not found you because, uh, you know, we, we would have not started talking and um, yeah, I wouldn't know who you are. Um, okay, so I, I have, uh, for, for the last question, I have a more like mm -hmm. a fun question. And the good thing is um, you were lucky enough to already have some... Um, live uh, um, you know um, things live shows uh, so what was the funniest thing what happened to you going to a live show to happen during a live show to happen uh, in the backstage area of a live show or you know on stage off stage um, because I mean I can imagine with your machine with your um, modular synthesizer um, you know let's be correct <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there can be a lot of things going wrong so uh, yeah do you have any any funny mishaps what you can share with the audience well surprisingly actually very little has gone wrong because okay. actually that's all, all if when you hear interviews with other modular synthesizer artists they often say like oh everything can go wrong catastrophically because you know it's it's so hard to keep control of this device but i think i'm i'm pretty disciplined in uh 
making sure everything is uh, documented well, because you have to um, realize that in order to transport my instrument to a show, uh, my instrument consists of two or three separate suitcases that are opened up and then connected together. Mm-hmm. But I have to transport the suitcases separately and closed. So all the wire connections that are made in between the suitcases, oh. I have to restore before I play live. So I take at least 15 minutes before each show connecting up the different connections according to a list that I keep with me that where mm-hmm. I wrote all the 50 connections wow. on that I have to restore. So... <laughs> Oh, One other man, example man. of why this isn't uh, mm. the easiest uh, solution. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, to something that did go wrong uh, one uh, few shows ago was that I thought that a module was broken inside my system. Mm-hmm. And it was the module that uh, kind of gave me a distortion. So I ended up playing a set with like much less distortion than I wanted to because I thought this module was broken. It was like, I'm thinking Mm. uh, like, how can I repair this and uh, what exactly is broken and can I get this right? And then at the end of the show, I realized that one cable wasn't completely in the Uh. socket and it wasn't making a connection. So all I had had to do was just push the cable down a bit further. Mm. I see. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the whole we, show would have sounded differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, next next time people can hear the same show but much different. Um, exactly. So it's always going to be different due mm. to some stupid thing like that. Mm. And and also, yeah, I, I could imagine. You know, you have to check your cables also that they are really you know they don't break and. Um, it's. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. I I admire what you're doing, but on the same. I'm not the person to do it. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> it needs a special person to really do what you're doing because, uh, yeah, you need to be patient and you need to be thorough. You need to be very focused. Um, and yes, uh, yeah, and creative at the same time. And, and uh, it's 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 a it's a kind of um, yeah. What what? And this is a question you can not answer if you don't want to. But I just want to: uh, What do you do in real life? I mean, what's what's your your day job? You you would be like a like a programmer, or a developer, or something. This would kind of suit you, I guess. You know, very thorough, very focused, very. Um, so, uh, if you want to share that, if you don't want to share it, it's fine. You know, you don't have to answer. No, that's fine. I'll happily share it. I guess a programmer could could fit my profile, but uh, I'm a lot of different things, really. I have a very um, eclectic background, but um, I have a, a job for a part of my week where I work in communication and marketing in a high-tech firm. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I write the stuff on their website and I write social media and I program things on their website as well. So like a... Mm-hmm jack of all trades and i'm also a freelance photographer and filmmaker I so see. and those mm-hmm. skills i also apply to my uh, marketing communications job so mm-hmm. i also take their videos and their their photos but i also do this as a as my own business so people hire me to take pictures of uh, mostly um, business subjects so people mm-hmm. um, portraits for business or um, mm-hmm. high-tech uh, products or um, I take uh, company videos, that sort of stuff. Okay. 
It's actually a little bit, I mean, um, pleasantly surprising, but, you know, surprising in the way that um, you are hard to find, you know, and uh, as an artist, but maybe, you know, as a as a professional photographer or, you know, what you do, you're easier to find. Uh, I don't know that. I hope but so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you seem to, to, to do fine. So uh, it seems like you yeah. have enough to do. But yeah, it, it was kind of like, I don't know. I, I still have your your Spotify open. It's uh, you know you have thirty uh, six monthly listeners at the moment, um, and you know it's kind of um, I, I always you know it makes me sad and and free followers and um, that yeah sometimes uh, you know but, but this is my my personal thing. Some really not so good musicians let's put it nicely have a mm -hmm. lot of um followers and plays and stuff and in some you know more um interesting musicians where i would count you it's kind of like nobody knows them so um i mean we're gonna change that but i'm just a little bit surprised that you are in marketing and you know you can <laughs> and i'm so bad at marketing my own music <laughs> you can yeah. market yourself a little bit but <laughs> it's fine you know on the other hand I, I'm, i'm absolutely with you you know i i hate it if people um you know put down things you've wrote and and if you've write to every you know i get um The bigger I become, the more things I get just randomly sent to me. And you can clearly see if somebody really checked out what I'm about and what I like. Uh, or if it's just like, you know, I'm on one of these 100,000 lists where you you know just send it to them and, you know, see what sticks. And I hate to be just a number. And yeah, I mean, if you if you contact me and you really and I can really see, oh, you, you meant it and then I'm going to check it out. But if you just randomly throw stuff at me, I'm not uh, interested. So yeah, so so in, I'm I'm saying to you, it's fine. You know, um, we will get you there. We will we will get you to a bigger audience. Um, but it's it's better this way. You know, to to slowly go there than to just kind of scream and yeah, look at me, look at me, look at me. Then you're famous for exactly. five seconds yeah. and and gone in in 10 years or you know it, yeah, it, it, forever basically especially in the the music scene that i operate in it uh, it doesn't fit to uh to be so screamy and uh mm -hmm. and overly uh into marketing and stuff it sort of relies on on well-kept secrets and word of mouth and that mm -hmm. sort of thing and it makes it more magical and charming sometimes to see how your connections develop in that way and i'm i'm not in any kind of a hurry Mm -hmm. Right, because I only have one proper single out and some other collaborations that are also on Spotify. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm, things will take their natural course. And I realize there's just a whole ton of new music being released every day, and it's it's very hard to get ignored. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's just the way things work nowadays. Okay. I just try to rely on my own strengths and. Uh, And I'm very grateful for people like you who do notice me and uh, give me a little bit of a platform and help me promote my stuff. And, and you know, you really have something special that most of the other artists, um, let's say 80% of the other artists don't have. You can really perform your stuff live, you know, because um, most stuff people can do, you know, people can make music today on their iPhone and just, you know, send it out and through their distributors and, blah, 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 and you know, and you can s spam everything. I think I'm not really sure 
if the number is correct, but uh, like 50,000 new songs every day on Spotify. So it's really wow. an avalanche of, I'm not sure if it's, but it's a lot. Um, yeah, I can know, imagine. So, uh, and, and yeah, so so I see myself also like like somebody. Um, I started a video series on on my on my YouTube channel where I just do recommendations because I realize people don't really know in in all this avalanche of mudslide of music what they should listen to. You know, I mean, I have only my opinion, of course. You know, and I don't say I'm right, but. Um, as I have my radio show and my, my playlist and everything is growing. So um, I can I assume that there are other people who have the same taste as me. Um, so, you know, anyway, my point is I'm happy that I found you and I'm happy that you're not a screamy little kid, you know, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, <laughs> because this this goes goes nowhere in, in my, you know, you, you get like uh, five minutes of fame and then you're done. Because then there's a uh, 10,000 other five little uh, screaming little g boys and girls and whatever and it's kind of so boring but okay this we should end in, on a good note but the good thing is I really believe that you know there's a time for everything and the pendulum swung in one direction and it really you know was too much and, and just being famous for the wrong reasons and you know like doing a stupid TikTok dance or whatever and and now you know people realize okay there's not much behind it so maybe we look for real artists who can really do something and and really can present it and and with you that's why I'm excited to hear that you with doing your video um performance because this is really uh <laughs> you know what I'm a fan so but it could be boring to look at you just, you know, like twiddling knobs and doing this and, and you know, hitting something and doing it. There's cooler if, if there's, you know, some some um, some real representation, you know, some uh, um, other things with it. You know, even if it's cool to look, at, you know, I would enjoy looking at you, but I can understand other people who are like, OK, you know, he's just what is that? This is not really. A yeah, they don't under always understand, right, what it is you're doing. Because you, you know, true. because we are used to other DJs who kind of do click and can dance around and and do a lot of things that you cannot. Or they do. they mime it, you know. They pretend to be touching knobs I, and they, know, they don't even know, touch I mean, them. <laughs> sometimes they're not even plugged in, you know. And it's, I, I remember there was one video where we kind of like the guy was really like oh doing it, you know, um, and scratching and yeah yeah yeah. And then and then we kind of zoomed in and it wasn't even plugged in. It was just you know it, the sound was coming from somewhere else. And he was just miming it and. It's fine, you know, it's entertainment, it's cool, you know, whatever floats your boat. I don't want to, um, you know, if, but anyway, you have some more depth in it and, and that's, that's the cool stuff, you know, and, and I like, um, I actually was uh, surprised to hear with, um, remember we, we talked about After Booster and that you wished you would have uh, sent it to your friend earlier or involved your friend earlier because I think it's a really cool mix. It's really heavy. It hits hard. And so I'm I'm actually looking forward what will come out now that your your friend is more involved earlier. You know, how, how, how much better, hopefully, uh, the next tracks will be. And please... Please send it, you know, or give me a hint when, whenever you release something. Um, 
and you know I can play it in my in my radio show and I can put it in my playlist and yeah and I can promote your videos as well a little bit I have a video playlist but this goes almost nowhere but but I have it <laughs> so I can put you in there as well maybe you will take off now that you've got yeah, my now, video now when I have egg face <laughs> on my show it will explode <laughs> who knows who knows no who but knows? um Thank you very much. It was really fun to get to know you. Um, yeah, you you certainly, like I just said, you 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 went for the hardest, no, not the hardest, but kind of the hardest parts of doing music. But this is actually quite cool because, um, you know, I really believe in that people will, will see. You, at the moment, you are niche because there's so much other things and you can emulate everything. And, you know, like... You're also, yeah. you know, into extreme metal. I remember the times when, you know, you needed to have uh, uh, the the cabinet and, and the amp and, you know, to really have the sound you wanted. And today you can kind of, oh, you know, you just dial it in and you just, you know, you have this little amp and, and it gives you the sound you want. And it's cool, but it's also missing something. You know, it misses the... the um, how do you call these things that's in the amps and stuff anyway the, the technical things and the valves and the, the valves yeah the, the and, tubes and the tubes exactly that's it the, the tubes yeah. you know but kind of like i'm 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 actually happy that vinyl is coming back because vinyl has something that mp3 doesn't have you know i mean i'm listening mostly to mp3s because it's easy and blah, 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 and whatever but if you really remember the time where you had a vinyl on and you just put on the, down the needle and you know you hear the crackle you, you know there, there's there's some magic to it and i yeah i'm, I'm happy like that it's tactile right like you said it's the same why i use a modular synthesizer instead of a laptop it's mm -hmm. tactile it's it's real yeah and, and, you, and you can you can see what you're doing and you know not you're just moving your mouse and uh anyway i'm 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 absolutely with you and i'm i'm hopefully We'll see more of you soon, you know, like the videos you kind of teased on to. Please let me know. <laughs> and um, yeah, if you ever come come around to Germany, you know, we have some some little things here too, some festivals. Uh, yeah, please let yeah. me know. I would love to play in Germany. And also, you know, honestly, let me know because I can also um, uh, put it in my radio show. You know, I have a live radio show every week, so I can kind of promote it as well. So I'm I'm happy to do that. The concerts, you mean? Your concerts, exactly. Yeah. Okay. You, That's good no, to know. You, I will not promote. Just the concerts. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. Um, no, thank you very much. It was really nice to get to know you. Um, you too. I, I wish you all the best. I'm really excited. You know, I'm, I'm actually quite happy that people like you still exist because um, as much... Okay, let's stay on the happy note. Yeah, I'm very happy that people like you exist and that's that's it. So please keep on doing what you're doing. Involve your friend as soon as possible so that the songs <laughs> will be even better. And um, and yeah, and please hit me up if, if something new comes out. Yeah, let's keep in touch. Okay. So okay. good night. Um, have good. a good evening.